Libertarian Walking to a Bar. I'm Sean Osborne. Bernie Sanders. So what you been drinking this week, Fern? Uh, mostly Stone and some Claremont Craft Ales, but uh, tonight, the Stone IPA. It's delicious. Yeah. You can't, can't go wrong with it. You get that variety pack? Yep. Yeah, that, that's, that's a nice pack. Uh, I always like the good holiday uh, beer packs you can pick up places and stuff. I, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, certainly well. And uh, Claremont Craft Ale is also always good, never disappoints. Rarely, rarely <clears throat> have I had a beer from them that I didn't like almost immediately. Yeah, I think uh, they're one of the, they're one of the better uh, beers in the in the IE. Yep, and uh, they're doing indoor no outdoor seating now with reservations. Yeah, that's that's nice. So they have to have a food truck there though, right, for it to be yes uh, technically yep. legal. Yeah, I stopped by there last weekend to pick up some beer, and yep. So when are you gonna stop by and uh, partake? Oh, you know what? Uh, March sixth. Um, according to the, some, some like QAnon circles, um, who I think some of the QAnon circles are overlapping now with some of the sovereign, sovereign citizen circles. Uh, and they're looking at March 6th as being the final, final date that Trump could finally take back the presidency. <laughs> so, and once they realize the folly of their ways, then, uh, I think that'll deserve some more drinking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I, uh, uh, is that when the whiskey, uh, worldwide whiskey tour is going to swing by again? The, exactly. Exactly. The, the, the cruise ship will land. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. I've been, I've been looking forward to some whiskey. It's, so, oh, it's tasty. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that'll, that'll be good. It'll be good to fucking do that. So we should make a video of the whirlwind <laughs> uh, whiskey tour. <laughs> That could be a good advertisement for the for the podcast. That's right. So people can see that we're socially distancing and that we're wearing masks. And yes. And even though we're we're all drinking from the same glass. And then... <laughs> yeah. You know. It's, it's, it's gotta our... keep the immunity up, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a little break, and we'll come back and talk about one of the many things happening this week. All right. Hi, everyone. If you like the sound of our podcast, you would like to do your own podcast or have any music or post-production stuff you'd like to have taken care of, contact our engineer, Rafael Chicas, at rchicas.sound at gmail.com. That's Chicas, C-H-I-C-A-S dot rchicas.sound at gmail.com right, we're back so let's uh i guess let's talk about syria first all right so you i mean you know going back to the obama days you were you you thought it was more of a okay deal you know uh because of uh, Assad's behavior and such, how do you so? How, where do where do you come in on this one? Um, I I think I, I think it'd be pretty easy for um, people in the Biden administration to justify this attack this early on in the presidency. I'm sure there were 
conditions, circumstances, reasons that called for that kind of reaction, um, especially inside a foreign sovereign nation. I believe there are far more important things that need to be taken care of here, um, like making sure that people do get a living wage, making sure that people do get relief. That's um, a red herring. I know it's, it's a check that's about for about $1,400 that, that would be very real in helping people pay their rent. Uh, it would also back, back to back to back to Syria. Uh huh. You know. Yeah, like I said it's it's not. I don't think it's important to do right now. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's terribly important. I mean, that the you know the uh, the we've been bombing the Middle East for like thirty years. You know, we don't need another war. We don't need to be involved in another country's wars, especially these things. If they want to go to war in Syria then they need to declare war and not have this thing where the president can just drop bombs whenever they feel like that's what dictators do. I mean, uh, you know, this is, this is not a normal way to run uh, 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 a country that's supposed to be about democracy. We're not, we're not, we're not run by a dictator who gets to drop bombs wherever he sees fit. I, w- I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't think that whatever's happening in Syria isn't important. What I'm saying is that, the Biden administration should focus its energies and attention and considerable resources to domestic issues that I mentioned. Now, whatever whatever is happening in Iran right now, um, sorry, in Syria, um, whatever whatever the reasons are, as important as they may be, um, I think we can focus on what's going on to the American people now. We've we crossed 500,000 dead from coronavirus, so... That's what we should be. I do agree. They should be focusing on things at home. I agree with you 100%. And, yeah. and the, the normal, what, what you mentioned about the normal course of, of declaring war, I mean, I, I think every president, normal course. Well, the last, since Bill Clinton, I think, at least Bill Clinton, maybe since probably Reagan, like, they've been able to do military actions across the world without Congress being involved. I think it's been since Truman. Yeah. So I mean, so what's not normal about that? That's 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 why we need to speak up against it. See, if we just don't talk about it, then they're like, oh, okay, we'll just let them. We'll let them uh, go squabble over a thousand dollars or something like that. You know, you know. uh, Here we'll 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 give them uh, bread and circus, but we'll go bomb the hell out of all these places, and people could sit there and act like that. You know, we're such such a glorious country. Because we bomb the shit out of people. So but, I mean, I mean, we should, we should also be very clear that whatever, at least the stated uh, targets were military. It wasn't like uh, what Saudi Arabia has been doing in other places, bombing schools and hospitals and school children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which we, which we, you know, both President Trump and Obama supported. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that, you're, you're absolutely right because that that war. I believe there's a lot of places, uh, human rights organizations, that say that's the worst thing going on on the globe now, is that war. Which I hear the Houthis are really sticking it to the uh, former uh, Yemeni's government, and uh, I can't pronounce the name of the town, but they're they're uh, or city that they're about to take over. Yeah, and it's a good possibility they're going to use it as a bargaining chip to get the Saudis to leave them alone. So. Yeah, that's a that's a fucked up war, uh, but uh, you know, like 
you know, I wasn't I wasn't a fan when Trump bombed Soleimani over there. Um, you know, especially you know, Iran might not be our friend, obviously, uh, but the Iranian Iranian people are not our enemies. And you know, that's I I remember when nine eleven happened. You know, Iranians went out into the streets and protested. You know, carried candles and stuff and everything like that. They're not. It's not. They're not a bad people. Uh, and the other thing about it was, um, they, they're not the ones who have attacked us overall. You know, it, uh, it was, it was things like ISIS and ISIS is something that the Iranians are fighting against because they're against ISIS as well. And, you know, that's where that whole thing over there is just a, man, it's a shit show. It's a shit show, you know. I mean, there's so many sides in, in, in there. There's, you know, the Turks, the Kurds, you know, uh, the Syrians, you know, the Iraqis, the Iranians, you know, uh, Israel's uh, interests are being fought for over there. You know, it's it's a hell of a mess. And as you said, we got other things that our government should be focusing on, not bombing I mean, the hell out of someplace. But uh, if we, since we brought up uh, uh, Iran, let's not forget that uh, Obama brought in Iran to sign in a peace deal and they were generally complying with that peace deal to keep away from uh, creating and having nuclear weapons and Trump adamantly was against that deal and essentially forced Iran to get back into the path of creating and getting nuclear weapons. Yeah, I don't like his stance towards Iran either. I yeah, was so, so yeah. part of the reason why we're in this place now is because yeah. of Trump. Yeah, now, yeah. But I, but I can't say that Iran doesn't sponsor terrorists because they, they've always they've they've been involved. Yeah, they, they, I don't believe any of the terrorist attacks that have actually gotten us, you know, attacked American sites. Maybe soldiers, you know, they 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 work with Hezbollah or something like that on the fee, on on the field of battle. But as far as I know, they haven't killed American civilians. I mean, as far as as far as we know, but definitely American interests. But like uh, mentioning, mentioning mentioning Saudi Arabia is a good segue into um, the, the White House finally releasing a report saying that adamantly, and the wording is, is pretty pretty uh, pretty well chosen. That was it. MSG, Mr. No, Mr. Bonso, MSB was directly involved in the approval of uh, the killing and dismembering. Of Jamal Khashoggi, Khashoggi. I hope I'm pronouncing that remotely close to the proper Khashoggi. way. Khashoggi, um, Mr. Khashoggi, Khashoggi. My respects. But so finally, the White House did say. I mean, we've all known that uh, that they were that he was directly involved in the the approval and and also that also I would say even the ordering of the killing of this American or and the journalist that lived in the U.S. at the time and. Unfortunately, there, that will not change the kind of relationship that the U.S. has with Saudi Arabia. Hopefully, the, US, the Biden administration will resolve to not sell any more weapons to Saudi Arabia and also resolve to condemn uh, the actions in a very loud and public way because this is, it's fucked up. It's fucked up that we let any nation do something like that to journalists. And be Yeah, okay. Turkey is a pretty fucked up country. I think it's... Holland is, uh, they're getting ready to recognize the Armenian genocide 
and Turkey's pissed off about it. You know, I think we talked about it on here. The Turks actually bragged about how many people they killed back in the day. You know, they they tried to collect insurance money from American insurance companies yeah. over the all the Armenians because there wasn't there were so many of them that they killed their whole family. There wasn't anybody to be a recipient of life insurance. They wanted the Turkish government to be the recipient of that money. Uh-huh. Luckily, the well, luckily, and you know that the uh, the U.S. companies did not pay that off. So that's that's a that's a good thing. I mean, it, um, they got off for shareholder interests. So, so yeah. Pay. And then uh, that. Yeah, I, you know, I I, uh, I hated to say it when we started bombing Syria. I was like, you know, I I called it many a many a, you know, before during the election. I said if he gets elected, we'd be bombing them for too long, and it, it sure shit didn't take long. So I'm sorry, say that again. That if if Biden got elected, we we would be bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bombing. I think we talked about it in one of the podcasts that I said we'd be bombing Syria again. I mean, that happened under Trump too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he hadn't bombed them in a long time. <laughs> he did still bomb them. Yes, you are right. And he just he shuffled the troops away. You know, he just he shuffled them in in a way. He he didn't remove any troops from there as he promised. You know, he he did some magic shit where he waved his hands around and his uh, his masses got hypnotized by his orangeness and let, it, let, you know let, fucking. Thought that he thought he was pulling troops out of someplace because he talked about it here and there. Let's not forget that uh, I think it was that same event where Trump like took a picture of some classified images and he tweeted them out, and in tweeting them out, essentially revealed some top secret information about the, how accurate and, and how sharp the images were from U.S. satellites and what <laughs> satellites were in that position to be taking those pictures of sensitive military targets um, and the, the idiot in chief essentially released that information because <laughs> he wanted to tweet it out wanted to be cool yeah. the generals an idiot. idiot glad glad he's gone but he's gonna be back he's gonna be he's gonna be headlining the cpac the annual meeting of conservatives the circle jerk that's going to happen and they're going to um somehow anoint trump to be the 2024 Nominees. Well, it's not just a Republican event. There's people that are Republicans who go to that too. Conservatives, yeah, yeah. So there, there'll be there'll be a lot of anti-Trump people there too. I doubt that. No, you know what? One of the main Trump uh, anti-Trump people is that lady Cheney, Lynn Cheney. Is that her name? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. She won't be speaking there. They won't let her. No, yeah, because she's anti-Trump. <laughs> yeah, it's called the whole CPAC is, is all about. Um, Making sure Trump knows that he is in a safe place and that they want him to run for twenty. Like, if he wanted to run for twenty four or in twenty twenty four, he he's uh, welcome to. Apparently, that's what they want. Yeah. Well, I mean, he has he has the he has the support of the majority of the GOP. So when he does, we got to wonder where those remaining GOP people are going to go. You know, I think the ones that are cool with bombing Syria are going to go to the Democrats. And I think the ones that aren't cool with bombing Syria are going to come over to the libertarians or go independent. Those are their three choices. Well, you have to um, make sure that Trump doesn't create a third party, which is why I think the GOP is working so hard to let Trump know that he is in control of the GOP 
because he can go his own way and create the Trump party or whatever he wants to call it. The TP, apparently, that's, that's what it would be. I heard, I heard it was the Patriot Party. It's alliterative. The, P, the PP also. Yeah. <laughs> very. It's a very, very alliterative. Very, very fitting. Very fitting. Is um, it gross that PP rolls off the tongue so easily? Depending what, depending what, depending on what it is that you want to do with your mouth. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, dude. As long as Trump, as long as Trump is threatening to leave, there's uh, very little room for the Libertarian Party to come in and take away those, take away those voters that are planning to leave. You guys need to jump in and get these these voters, man. Yeah, we, we've got quite a few, so I, I'm pretty pleased with how things are going so far. From split the vote, split the vote, split the mm-hmm. vote. I'm, I'm 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 behind you 100, dude. Get those guys. Yeah, I did well. Yeah, you know, it, it will keep some of them from going over to the Democrats for you. Yeah, please, no. I mean, take 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 <laughs> half of them. That'd be great. Seriously, like if you if you could, we, yeah. And, and with the electoral college being what it is, Democrats will will remain in power for the next 40, 50 years. As long as there's no significant third party. Nah, I mean, I'm sure people would get sick of it at that point in time. We need we need libertarians to act up, get those GOP voters. You can do we it. Need to, we need this. We need the. I'm glad. I want to make a sound clip out of that, a sound bite of you saying we need libertarians. That's going to be to, the best part of this podcast. To split the GOP. Oh, well, that's the great thing about editing. <laughs> to split the GOP. Vote. Libertarians, you yeah. can pull the GOP voters to split the GOP vote. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah. All right, well, let's take a little break and come back with one of our other topics then. Hi, thanks for listening to the Liberty Blues Network. Make sure and check out all three podcasts on our network. We have the Liberty Blues a progressive and a libertarian walking to a bar in libertarian Los Angeles. Let us know what you think of the podcast and rate, review, follow, or whatever you can, wherever you listen. Thanks. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. So what, what else we got on our list there, Fern? All right, so... Um... So one of the things that happened in Texas last week, aside from, aside from uh, people dying because of the extreme cold, because uh, the Texas energy grid wasn't able to keep up, and uh, we, we, we know it wasn't because um, windmills uh, froze. Um, one, of, one of the things aside from that is uh, people started receiving their bills um, for being able to have some electricity during the time that everybody else was needing electricity. And some people were, were surprised to find their bills were in the thousands of dollars from 7,000, 6,000 to 13,000 is what I heard. And apparently that is a result of having uh, the energy um, system work per free market rules, which is when demand is high and supply is low, you can price your supply at whatever you want. And that's exactly what happened. And people got fucked and received bills in the thousands and thousands of dollars for a utility, for a commodity, for something that should be priced pretty regularly or pretty uh, modestly at all times and should be uh, regulated. In this case, it was not leading to 
an example of how the free market can and does fail, especially in these times. I think when you say it's not regulated, I think that's not quite the, the truth. The, okay. the pricing was not regulated in that sense, but there the, is regulations. Wait, wait, wait. So the pricing was not regulated? Not in that, and, not in that sense, not, not like that. But and, I mean, people still don't have the choices. That, and the $9,000 bill was absolutely legal. So mm -hmm. it was not regulated. There were no laws against it. We'll have to have a whole episode on this where we can... I'll have to look up exactly what's going on over there. Because, I mean, I, I know I know people in Texas, too. And it doesn't seem like that's the – that's not what they're saying. Now, okay, so I'll say some of, are, some of them are, are saying some crazy shit, too, though, and trying to blame it on the Green New Deal, which is just dumb as fuck. You know, it's funny. Ron Paul even had to have a whole podcast about that, saying that that, that was stupid. He goes, it's not the – not the Green New Deal didn't didn't cause that. You know, the Green New Deal didn't, you know, it's not even law. It's not even a thing. Yeah. 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 It's not even a thing. So when, you know, that's just, it's an, it's insanely funny in that sense that they even tried to blame that, and, you know, and when they say windmills don't work in the cold, the ones in Indiana made it through the whole winter and still worked. So, you know, they had, they had a lot of snow up there too. So. Yeah, there are windmills in a lot of cold places that work because they're they're made specifically to work in those conditions. Yeah. What failed are the fossil fuel uh, producing or the power plants that use fossil fuels. That's what failed. You know, I think it's uh, South Dakota or was it one of the Dakotas, either that or, or Montana, that they're trying to, uh, I don't want to say outlaw, but, you know, uh, phase out uh green energy like solar and stuff like that and windmills because they want to promote coal i can't remember which one of those three states it was i just yeah. read that today i was like oh jesus christ you yeah. know what the, what we need to do is stop giving uh billions of dollars to the to the fossil fuel industry and let them yeah. collapse in on themselves you know yes. we'll have to go with something different because tax dollars shouldn't be supporting any of this i agree so I like it when we agree. It's nice. Yep. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, we should, we, we should, should have, we, go further. See if we should get, get a guest on to talk about what happened in Texas. That'd be fun. I mean, wait, so do you have, can you tell me how it's not regulated or, or how it is regulated? I, I've read about it, but I couldn't speak on it really. I wasn't prepared for today for that, but okay. uh, it does have some, some regulations on it. Uh, I said Ron Paul spoke about it, and he 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 didn't he didn't jump on that whole it's the green greens fault uh, thing. So he wasn't he wasn't buying that bag of shit. So well, I was very honest. Uh, yeah. So we'll look into uh, I'll look into it, and then we'll have a good discussion about because that, that'd be that would be interesting, you know, just to understand, you know, like what exactly happened, and you know that is that is part of the free market that things can fail. If if uh, if if somebody doesn't run their shit right and they're uh, it falls apart on them like a corporation or a business, it it, it can collapse. You know, uh, the fact that you know multiple companies over there around there all failed to me says that they're somehow intertwined. You know, like I said, I don't I don't understand I don't, when they talk about the grid shit, dude. I don't I'll be honest, I don't know what the hell it even means. You know. You know, I just know it's a bunch of shit connected, 
that lights things up and powers my phone. You know, makes us so well, I can play my metal music. You know what I mean? Since, since we're since we're in agreeing mood, can we agree that people receiving bills for nine thousand, ten thousand, seven thousand dollars when they're just trying to have heat in their homes is outrageous and shouldn't happen? Yeah, there should be there should be other alternatives. I mean, fuck, I would have got in a car and gone to another state for a fucking you know, got a hotel room, it'd have been cheaper. I mean, if you can afford to travel or if it's safe enough to travel. Yeah. Then, then yeah. I heard but, about one guy that but, had to hug a hug a Stradivarius all weekend so it wouldn't crack from the cold. Maybe one of Stradivarius, uh, you know, but it was a very old violin that was very expensive. And he had to basically hug it all weekend so that, so that it didn't crack and break. If if Texas didn't have its own set apart power grid system, then I'm sure he, he wouldn't have had to because Texas wouldn't be able to borrow electricity from other country, other other states, maybe other countries, but other definitely other states, and been able to have reasonably priced electricity without the shit show that it was. Texas. Yeah, they'll they'll have to they'll have to actually look at it and see see where they fucked up at. So yeah, well, yeah. I mean, one of the places where they fucked up tremendously is not having regulations to make sure that um, to make sure that their power, the power grid systems, whether it's from fossil fuels, coal plants, or whatever, geothermal or wind, uh, were prepared for winter weather conditions, and in and having the cost attached to that to those well, repairs. It's, in all honesty, it never does that. There'd be like having tornado insurance here. I mean, no, I mean they can't. They were they were in two thousand. I think I think two thousand eleven. They were. Um, that's I think that's when around the time that Texas decided that they were going to go their own way, because because the federal government wanted them to make those upgrades. Uh huh. So there was that opportunity. They just said, "Fuck you. We don't want to." <laughs> Well, now now they know, don't they? So they fucked like around that. and found out. Yes, yes, they <laughs> did. Yep. So what we'll do is, I want to look into it. I'll see if I can get a guest, maybe somebody from Texas, to talk about what happened over there. Because I I know people in Oklahoma too, and they had similar problems. You know, right, and it's right, not with like, I mean, I'm sure a guest can provide provide details, but like you don't need a guest to see how fucked up the situation was and the fact that the. The free market failed uh, millions of individuals very clearly and easily. I, to me, anything that we usually have in the U.S. when people call it a free market, to me, doesn't seem like terribly free market. Free market means no, no fucking regulations, free of it. It doesn't mean there's some on it, and you know, because one part of it doesn't have regulation on it, that we can call it free market. It was pretty, pretty unregulated. I mean, did you did you read things other than you know liberal uh, articles about it? I mean, you can just read the facts. I mean, the fact that people are getting bills for nine thousand dollars because yeah, what, what's causing it? Well, same thing. People were taking the free market. Free market, regulation. free market. That's exactly like when demand is high and the supply is low, companies will price accordingly, and that's exactly what they did. In a regulated marketplace, they wouldn't have. There would have been a cap. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's exactly what happened to California when we got gouged by Enron, right? But we're we're not talking about California. 
I know, but we were highly regulated, and that still happened to us. Yeah, but in Texas, where people were talking about, we want to remain free, we don't need the government to tell us how we need to do things, it came back and bit them in the ass. No regulation. The free market, uh, the invisible hat, the free market slapped everybody in the ass and face. That I think, I think not, that's not this. It's not the free market's fault. You know, it's it's the fact that they didn't take care of their shit. If anything, that's not the because free market's fault. It is because like the the fact that it wasn't regulated made sure that number one, the companies weren't upgrading their material, their companies, their systems, their procedures to be ready for such an event. And number two, that's when you have um, the pricing be so unregulated that it can create. Uh, pricing that's incredibly high when the demand is is that high, especially in emergency situation. Like imagine, imagine if companies were were to charge you five hundred dollars per gallon of water because uh, there's an earthquake and no no more no, no, no more water is available. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a free market that allowed that? That would be fucking criminal. So that's but- what bottled water is. And, that, and during an earthquake, that's exactly what would have to happen. Right, right. And, and if companies were allowed to do that, we would fucking, like, scream loud and clearly to let them know that it was fucking legal. But that's what happened in Texas. It was absolutely legal. It was allowed, in fact. Mm-hmm. The lack of regulation in a free market. So we'll have another episode about this. It'll be fun. Okay. All right. So, uh... Let's take a little break and come back with another topic. Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is Sean Osborne. Please check out my album, Head in the Sand, wherever you stream music. If you'd like to hear music about the crap that they call news, that is nothing but a bunch of editorials and opinions, this is the album for you. If you want to hear music about the authoritarian right and the authoritarian left and how they want to shove their ways down your throat, please stream it and share it with your friends. And now, back to the show. Hello, and welcome back. So what what we got next there, Fern? Uh, You know what? Actually, the last topic that I have on here has to do with uh, the toy for, formerly known as Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> now, now it is only known as Potato Head. It's a gender-neutral toy now. Are they going to have a... Uh... Well, they got rid of his pipe a while back. <laughs> you know, he's the ever-evolving <laughs> spud. I mean... I mean, I, you know, I was wondering, like, like it's going to be weird to call call it Potato Head instead of Mr. Potato Head. Uh, but, like, the Potato had never had any male features to begin with. So how would it, how, how was it ever a Mr. to begin with? Well, they had, they, had, they had Mrs. Potato Head, too. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear but a potato, the, 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 the vegetable from which Potato Head evolved um, in itself well, isn't any gender. It was originally just, it just, it actually wasn't a, it was just the eyes and the nose and stuff, and you would actually just stick it in a real potato. And you could make it a male or female, but there was no innate or inherent gender to that potato. It's yeah, funny. I don't think so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny how it became Mr. Potato Head. What about Mr. Peanut? Oh, what happened to Mr. Peanut? Was there a change to Mr. Peanut? No, no, I don't think so. Huh. Uh, I wonder if Mr. Peanut's next. That's right. That's right. All the canceling that apparently the left is doing. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. Mr. Peanut better watch out, man. Unless, unless he's, I think he's fine. Unless he's harassed. I don't know. He's, he he kind of seems rich and snooty, dude. Yeah, I mean that in itself isn't the crime unless he represents. I don't know. I don't know if he's affiliated with Mr. Moneybags from Monopoly, Mr. Monopoly Man. If he is, he doesn't too. Be careful. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the um. <laughs> The Mr. Potato Head. You better run out and buy them now because those will be collectible items someday. The old Mr. Potato Head. That's true. That's true. You won't see them anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all I got on on the Potato Head issue. I I don't know any other toys that have lost their gender. um, No, I don't think so. Gender descriptions. Gender descriptions. While we're talking about, uh, I guess, uh, I guess gender, you know, they did the, 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 what, what, what amendment did, or what, what the hell was the civil working on? What'd they pass? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure. I've heard about that. This the, the thing for the, uh, for the LGBT and trans people. You mean allowing them to, to the army and to the armed forces? No, no. Didn't they, didn't they pass something today or oh, yesterday? The crazy week. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think they're working on uh, something. Not, not sound like a jackass because I didn't, I didn't look it up good enough. Guess we'll have to do that next week. <laughs> it's all good, you know, brother. You know what happens when you're drinking and talking politics? You get, you, you run into some shit. You, talk <laughs> and you don't know what, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So we, I mean, we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everybody else good luck yeah (laughs) yeah good luck interpreting interpreting (laughs) all this oh man yeah other than that the only other thing oh the kids on the border that's that's the other last topic that I had on here yeah yeah all right yeah so you know I've been seeing lots of posts you know, about, you know, the new camp opening up and stuff like that. People, you know, a lot of the same kind of thing I was expecting. People saying, well, it's not as bad as what Trump was doing. And, you know, uh, to me, that's, you know, as you stated about a lot of things, Trump set the bar really low. So that's not, you know, being better than Trump's not really, on this situation, is not nearly good enough, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I want a very open border you know i think people ought to be able to come across the border and work when they want i think people ought to be able to come across and visit their family and go back and forth with relative ease you know uh and so i think locking anybody up for any reason non-violent criminal things as criminal, it's appalling to me. And lo and behold, a lot of people are just, to me, it feels like making excuses. You know, I think AOC stood up and said she's not fucking happy about it. 
uh, and a few other people. So, well, what, what do you, what do you take? What's your take on it? Um, so, from a, a progressive point of view, or I, I don't know where AOC stands on this exactly. I would want a pathway to citizenship for uh, anybody here that's that's been here, let's say number five, ten years legally, and they can, they should be able to apply for citizenship within five to ten years, and be able to be full members, uh, taxpaying members of society, contributing members of society, um, and. If Biden can accomplish that, then he will have my support. If he can't accomplish that, then he will be loudly criticized by everybody on the left. We're not doing that, along with not forgiving college loans, along with not raising the living with the, the minimum wage to a, 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 fit, a fitting standard. Uh, Fifteen dollars only comes close to that. So if he, if the Biden administration isn't doing what they promised they would be doing, if he is only doing the bare minimum, which it, to surpass what Trump is doing, that's just not nearly enough. We need more. We need more progressive values, ideas, and laws put into place because, in the end, the purpose of the federal government is to help and protect its people. And that's what they need to be doing every, all day, every day. I think we need more libertarian values. What I what I just stated is way better than what you just uh, thought. I mean, you're talking about years to be able to become a citizen. Man, people, if people when they come here, if they want to be citizens, they ought to be able to. And if they don't want to be citizens, they they shouldn't have to. They should still be able to work here. You know, uh, I mean, all that stuff. It shouldn't. It shouldn't take eight years to become a citizen. It shouldn't be expensive to become a citizen. It should just be if you if you want to be an American, you should be an American. I mean, that's that's the idea. I, I think I think what you're talking about is um, uh, essentially the absence of regulations, right? That's, yeah. That's what you're about. Yeah. I, the way, I, I mean, really, the Constitution didn't have much in it about, you know. It didn't say anything about uh, limiting limiting the access to people coming in the country. There was never anything about that. That was all artificially uh, put in there later. I mean, the constitution, the constitution doesn't say a lot about a lot. It doesn't say about yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's it meant to be that way. Women's rights. I mean, all the amendments had to be put into place as the country grew and matured. Absolutely. So yeah, we can't rely on the constitution as a as a solid. Uh, or as a concrete, non-changing document, yeah, the country changes. But as as uh, we need to add reason and logic to uh, a confusing and puzzling immigration system. What you're talking about would be would be really, really. I mean, it'd be great for a lot of people, but it would also just make it incredibly um, difficult to keep track of who all is here. Why do you need to keep track of people? I mean, we do already. I'm just asking, you, why, well, why, why as a progressive do you need to keep track of someone? Well, I mean, we keep track of people who drive cars. That's, that, that's, not, that's not the same thing. And, you why, know... Why not? I mean, why, why, do, why, do, we, why do we need... Why do we need to keep track of people? I don't. I don't understand that. 
well, we need to know like who. I mean, they have a social security number. If they're a citizen, they can, they can, they can there, do that. Oh, there you go. That's that's what I mean by keep. I'm not. I don't mean like having GPS on every person that comes here becomes a citizen. I mean, we need to know like, okay, so and so became a citizen on such and such date. That, that's yeah, yeah, and and that's what the uh, that's what the uh, you know becoming a citizen would do already. You know, they, you know, I'm sure they would be more than happy, you know, since they're a citizen to take the census, you know, so. Well, yeah, you know, and also, and also just make sure you don't need to be a citizen to fill up this or be involved with the census. Yeah. But that's why a lot of people don't because they're scared because they're not citizens. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're afraid, I, they're afraid, afraid, afraid. afraid ICE is going to come and kick the door in. Which is a reasonable fear with you know the way they behave, and like, I, you, like you said, then you then you said something about the the fifteen dollars minimum wage thing. I that's think that's right. a terrible thing to try to stick into a, into the relief bill. Oh, we need to. We should have. Nah, dude, it's two different things. We're talking about a relief bill and a Democrat thing that they've been wanting to get in there. That well, whether the cost of living is different all over the country. Well, whether it's in the relief bill or just standalone legislation we need to get that done asap is no. make fucking sense at this point no. especially with the year small businesses have had that's terrible that's that's the worst thing we could do i mean the job of the government again is to protect its citizens not small businesses uh that's everything that's wrong with 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 progressives can you, you know can the you, government's job isn't to, where where in the constitution does it say the government is supposed to protect small businesses. Property. You're not, you're not. That's Where? somebody's property. You that's can't. Small, small. That's that's a house. That's the land you live on. That's no, not, businesses are property too. Small business is absolutely property. But they don't have to. No. Like protecting property means not not having it being seized legally by the government. I'm talking like there's no need to protect small businesses. The federal government doesn't need to protect small businesses or large corporations at all. They need to focus on the citizens. At ergo, fifteen dollar minimum wage at least. Nah, you, 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 a progressive world is going to be a nightmare, dude. And You're talking not- about. I mean, think about. Okay, in I think in Norway, um, anybody that works Taco Bell, like they can make twenty five dollars an hour, or the equivalent of twenty five dollars an hour, and they're doing okay. <sighs> You know, you, you always compare countries that are like the size of Los Angeles, you know, and, and it's funny because everybody always praises I mean, these Nordic countries. You know, I mean, women you're, you're, only just got the women only just got the vote in Sweden in 72. So, you know, it's not like these Nordic countries are like these bastions of just, you know, glory you mean, and light. You mean 50 years ago? Yeah. 49. Like 49 years ago. Yeah, Paul within Ram- my lifetime. Yeah, forty nine years ago. That's a that's literally a lifetime away. Half. <laughs> that's a long yep. time ago. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Fuck, fucking Nordic countries. They're, not they're not doing, a fan of their system. They're doing all right. Yeah, well, yeah. So you say? No, no. This is <laughs> the, the the U.S. is is lagging behind industrialized nations and so many things it's fucking outrageous the, the well whole... i think a lot of that has to do with our our foreign policy which you, you okay you, may, may, yeah, yeah. Right. We, we we waste all that 
we take away Americans' freedoms because we're bombing other countries. We take away our rights, our tax money. We tax the hell out of people so they can't afford houses. They can't afford to live where they want to live. Uh, they have to work shitty jobs that don't pay much. Uh, you know, people have careers now. They used to be jobs for people who were just learning to be responsible and get to work. You know, you know, entry-level jobs for, you know, you know, like the beginning person coming into the market, the job market, you know, they're, I, I don't see where progressives think something who's in high school working at McDonald's should be getting paid $15 an hour, you know, when he has zero experience at anything. Why you not? Know, uh, huh? Why not? Because it's, 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 it's crazy to think that the government can understand how to run a business and stuff like that, or to tell people what the market's worth. You know, I mean, you, you know what the minimum wage is, right? It's like essentially, so corporations. Yeah, can't it's pay. like seven something. Yeah. No, no, I mean, like corporations. It's it's basically the corporations uh, being told, like, look, you gotta hire people, but you can't pay them any less than this. And corporations are like, fuck, I gotta hire you, but I can't pay you any less than this. You know, that's, what they're gonna do is really what I what, what I've already seen happening is they cut people's hours, and they hire and they and they work less, and they hire less people. And so, and really, what happens is also add more people, huh? They also add automation. Yeah, absolutely. And you so, and you think and you think they wouldn't do that already as it is? They're, they're, in some in some cases, they will. I mean, you know, yeah. when, when people have jobs that are you know non skilled labor, at some point in time, yeah, that's not necessarily always going to be there. But and you can't force. What are we going to force them? Oh, sorry, you can't automate this. You, you know, know, sorry, what? you can't By. use technology. Another, by, another progressive nightmare. By not raising the minimum wage, what you and I are doing is subsidizing welfare and social programs for those people that are, are living below the poverty line because the corporations are not willing to pay more. So instead of the corporations paying their employees fairly, you and I are subsidizing everybody that's living, that's getting paid at the minimum wage. Hold that's on, you know, that, that's funny. The way you worded that is exactly what student loan forgiveness means. Because you, you think that that loan's just getting forgiven. But what you're saying is that we're all going to pay for it. Because you know, that'll just come out of tax yeah. money. But do, 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 you see how, do you see how those are two and different things? And I don't things? like that either. But those things, no, wait, but those are two different things. I'm totally okay with uh, loan forgiveness because that is funding education for people improving their lives. And but what no, I'm talking no, about not necessarily. A lot, of people, a lot of those people with degrees are these people that can't even get a job. Because they well, went and got a stupid degree, and the, they got a in participation st- trophy. In in statistics, if we look at the statistics, people that make people that have a BA or a, an advanced degree generally make more money than people with uh, only a high school education. And unless that's changed in the last twenty years, that's going to remain the same in the United States or most countries. And there's a lot of people who go in the debt. And don't get jobs because of that too, right? And you're, it's absolutely, just a, you're absolutely right, and that's a goddamn shame in the United States of America that that can happen. Absolutely. What does somebody and, can make a mistake and make a bad choice? No, that they get they get saddled with huge student loans. Is it the stu- is it the is it the school's fault that they that they got a degree in something that they can't get a job with? 
it's the school's fault that they made education so expensive that it becomes onerous to just get education. Well, I agree, you know, but the, you know, uh, the, again, you know, schools could do a lot of other things. I mean, you know, uh, the fact that there's even student loans that people can get themselves in debt, you know, uh, yeah. you know, you know the, the fact that the fact that people can get those loans, uh, puts them in the situation where schools will just raise the prices too. So yes. that, that's a whole, that's a whole other fucking subject. It's a profit motive being introduced into something that shouldn't have profit as a motive. Should be more competition. I mean, it's shit like university of Phoenix and stuff like that. You know, people used to maybe crack some jokes about it, but I think it's going to be a, a bigger trend to the future of people just taking classes online. Hope we have more, uh, uh, less occupational licensing, uh, and that kind of stuff. That'll be great. Then people don't have to go to school to to learn, to, to have a job. If you if you're good at what you do, yeah, you shouldn't have to. Uh, I don't know if many people realize that you don't have to have a law degree to practice law in California. If you can pass the bar, then you're uh, then you're a lawyer. You don't have to go to school to get it. So that's great. That should be there. Should be more shit like that. Yes, and the, and the minimum wage was never meant to be just a temporary thing to help people get a start. The minimum wage existed from the very beginning to have to give the people, anybody, the ability to be able to have any job, the lowest paying job, and still live an affordable life. They had to stop printing so much money, and then the dollar would be worth more. All right, wait. Do we, do we agree that that's where the minimum wage was created? So that anybody could get a job. I, I agree that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And I think, I mean, I'm talking you, about the definition you, of a minimum wage. I, I think the minimum wage costs more jobs than it did, than it did help people. I think, I think it hurt more people than it actually benefited because those people who are earning more now also live in the economy where the prices of things are going to change. And so they're not going to be really making that much more than they really think they are. Uh, you know, they could probably uh, even get taxed more. I would, I know? would love to see evidence for that. Because well, I like I said again, so we'll, in Norway, Norway, let's shoot for this. We'll have a, we'll have a podcast on the Texas. Uh, we'll have a podcast on Texas, and about uh, the minimum wage, and that that should be our next podcast. We'll talk about those two. We'll read up a little bit and talk a little bit more about that kind of stuff. Sound so good? I, I think uh, yes, I think we can call it the countdown to the end of. Uh, capitalism hell no capitalism rules brother it's it's a uh, it's it's flawed it's for sure so, so socialism's the flawed thing oh yes yes but um we live in a, cop a capitalist society and we see its failures every we live in a crony society we live in a crony society well if if then that's part a feature of capitalism no it's a it's a it's just it's a feature of corruption and if you think that there, there there's no cronies in the progressive world you'd be sadly mistaken well they, if, they're, they're gonna well, work with their, with their cronies too we have a a system that is pretty free market oriented where people believe that the constitution protects capitalism in no place does it ever say anything about capitalism in the constitution however we live Property. in a state where, where where people that, that's okay but that's not capitalism and but it's still a terrible system where people can go bankrupt from having a disease people 
can work their entire lives and not have enough savings to retire, uh, can be saddled with education costs for the majority of their lifetime. I mean, yeah, American exceptionalism, where? Where is it? Yeah, this, this system is terrible. Well, the system starts from, from the overreach of government. We're dropping, uh, we're dropping bombs on other countries. We've been doing it for 30 years. We've been printing money to pay for, you know, pet, pet projects of conservatives and, and progressives and Democrats. And that's, that's, that's what's happened. That's what's happened, absolutely. They devalued our dollar. It doesn't have any buying power anymore. The problems we have now, we did not have before. You know, you used to be able to have a doctor be able to come to your house in a smaller town. Now there's no way in hell that's ever going to happen. You know, you used to be able to have a lot of different things. And why? Because it was it was, it was was affordable, because the dollar had pa- power. I mean, you're talking about the good old days of lynchings and polio. See, that's, see what that was, that's a strong man. That's I mean, a strong man. You're talking about the good old days, like everything was the better. The good old days of money. Well, I'm not talking about that. I mean, you know, you're talking about the, the gold standard. Well, I mean, that, that's. I mean, see, did you see what you did there? All you did there was try to assassinate the character of what I was talking about. I'm talking about financial things, and suddenly you make it about race. I wasn't talking anything about race. I'm, I'm talking about Nothing. like, like you're talking about like how things used to be better. Not, and I'm and I'm saying financially, yeah, our dollar was in better shape. Yeah, the, the before they printed the all this money. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying. The, the things of the past don't necessarily mean that they should come back. Like we don't need well, rotary phones anymore. When the when the value of your dollar, of your purchasing power, of your savings is falling apart, then yeah, you're right. We shouldn't be doing what we're doing. It was and better that, before when the power of your savings was powerful. You know, your your dollar meant something. All we're doing is disincentivizing people from saving money so that they'll have to be dependent on the government. That's all this is about. Disincentivizing people from ever saving any money and depending on the government. That's what this is. And yeah, the good old days were much better than not talking about lynching, you know, not, not, we, so, not whatsoever. Are we, how are we, wait, how are we telling people not to save anymore? That, oh, wait, it, wait, it, sorry, how, it, how is it, the government it, people not to save anymore? Oh no, it's not telling you not to. Absolutely not. But that you know, if you if you realize that the dollar that you save today is going to buy less tomorrow, are you going to spend it today or are you going to spend it tomorrow when it'll buy oh. you less? Are you talking about inflation? Uh, I don't think people think about inflation on a day-to-day basis. You know, I mean, it's funny because what you're talking about inflation is not the same thing as what's going on with with the with them printing money that's inflation is like normally pe- what happens in the world is that the more we have access to things the price goes down but that's not happening even though you know toilet paper we have more toilet paper now i guess that's maybe not a good example now than we did you know uh during the beginning of the pandemic or we're about at the same place that we were before the pandemic but it's way more expensive you know, uh, the prices of things are going up because, and it's not just now. Since in the last hundred years, the dollar has lost ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of its value. You know, and that—that's—that's that's crazy. You know that 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 that's happening, and that's ever since the Federal Reserve uh, was made. 
And that's what people need to understand is that's what, that's what we need to get back to something like that, where we have a sound money system. We can't have something where they just print it because Wait, people, people uh, will not save money. And they will make, depend on the government. Let, let me make sure I understand. So are you saying, let's say 20 years ago in the year 2000, uh, a gallon of milk was $2. Are you saying that it should be $2 in 2021? Is that what that means? Not necessarily. I mean, it, the, I'm saying things could change, but no, the buying power of the dollar has dropped by 95 to 98%. I so mean, I'm sure that, you could look it up. So, are, so no, I just want to make sure I understand. You're saying that things are more expensive. Yes. And, and it's not that they're more expensive. The value of a gallon of milk is always the same. It's a gallon of milk. It's how much of what you have does it take to get that gallon of milk. You mean it's more expensive? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I mean, yeah, everything. I mean, I don't think that, I don't think that's, I can't think of any place in the world where things don't get expensive over time. No, th th things should be cheaper as they're made more accessible. That's, that's the way things go. That's why like, you know, you can buy a, uh, a big razor and it's like 30 cents or something like that, you know, or, uh, some disposable thing that you just throw away. That's why we have disposable things because it's cheap. It's not, it's not supposed to get more expensive for things. I can't think of, I, there's very, like, I can think of maybe ramen that hasn't changed very much in price. <laughs> I'm trying to, no, seriously, I'm trying to think of other things that would be as expensive. I mean, but generally everything runs by like supply and demand. Like you can buy a dozen roses at Costco for like 15 bucks most of the year, but around Valentine's day, it's $45. Like electricity in Texas. Electricity in Texas, supply and demand. <laughs> All during, right. during a snowstorm. Huh? During a snowstorm. <laughs> uh, well, you got anything else you want to talk about? Oh man. Uh, Last thing, Johnson & Johnson vaccine was approved. It's a one-shot vaccine. It's got like a 67, 70% um, efficacy rate. Not as high as the other two, like the Pfizer and Moderna, but fucking good protection. Fucking good protection. I think like the polio vaccine was like 50% or something. So really? this is good. Yeah, or, so, or something crazy where, well, the vaccine technology from back in the days doesn't compare to the amount of technology that can be put into the vaccines today. Uh -huh. So, I mean, it was still really good protection for those that did have it. So, I think, I'd, I think I'd, if I was going to get one, I think I'd rather go with one that's 95 as opposed to 65. Yeah, absolutely. If you can, but like having some protection is better than the protection. <laughs> Indeed. Not it's getting like, kicked in the nuts is better than getting kicked in the nuts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to think of it like, uh, is it, like, is it like having a half condom. Because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beat beat my analogy. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. You're, no, I think your analogy is more apt. Like having like a legit um, square uh, kick in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Getting kicked hard while wearing like a paper made cup. It's not very good. No. But having like a metal, that would be more protection. And that's what the yeah. modern advisor are, I guess. <laughs> In this analogy. Yeah. <laughs> now protect yourself at all time. Protect your balls and, <laughs> and, and yourself and get the vaccine. Yeah, yeah.
Yes, indeed. All righty. Well, let's wrap her up there then, Fern. All right. All right. Great talking to you as usual. And we'll yep. see everybody on the next episode of a progressive and a libertarian walk into a bar. Yeah.